Welcome to Coffee and Jesus. I'm Jael, your host. It is August 17th, 2022. And tomorrow marks my one year anniversary of being hospitalized with COVID. So I'm on here to share my testimony and to encourage those of you with a chronic illness. August the 18th, 2021 was the beginning of the longest nine days of my life. In God's word, it says that he will make a way for us. He will fight our battles. His timing is perfect and that prayer is the best medicine. Grace and mercy follows God's children all the days of our lives. As with Paul's life, our present lives with all of our trials and suffering should be viewed as a training ground, preparing us for a future that is bigger and brighter than anything we might enjoy in our present state. So on August the 16th, that was supposed to be the first day of school. I worked at a private school and uh, the principal called all of us, sent us all texts and emails saying, hey, you know what? A couple of teachers have COVID, you need to get tested. We're going to delay the start of school, please get tested. And at that point, you know, I had a little bit of a cough, but that's not unusual for me because the medication I was on at the time has coughing, chronic coughing as a side effect. So I didn't think anything of it. I had a tickle in my throat. I didn't think anything of that either because I have allergies. By Tuesday morning, the 17th, I was starting not to feel so well. I had a full-blown sore throat, a lot more coughing, starting to have a little bit of trouble breathing, starting to have a low-grade fever. By Wednesday morning, y'all, my body shut down. My temperature was 103, 104. I couldn't talk. I couldn't write. I couldn't walk correctly. Um, just everything was falling apart, and I was really having a lot of br trouble breathing. So I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you have to go to the hospital. You, you at least have to go to some sort of emergency room and get some medication. You're not going to be able to just stay home and take vitamin C and Quercetin and, you know, everything that you've ordered. You're going to have to be seen by someone and get some real heavy-duty meds. So I was uh, talking to a colleague at the school because since we were going to be home for a while or maybe, you know, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Can you think I have brain fog? Teaching from home, I thought, I need stuff out of my classroom, but I can't really be around people. Maybe I can call and ask her to set it out on the sidewalk or bring it to my car and set it on, you know, the hood of the trunk. And then after she goes back safely inside, I can put all the stuff in my car, go to the doctor, get some meds, be back home by tonight. It did not work out that way. I had so much trouble walking to my car. I'm sure that if somebody saw me, they thought I was drunk. My brain was telling my legs what to do, but they were not cooperating. I was completely out of it. I don't even know for sure how I drove myself to the school, but I did. And uh, my colleague heard in my voice on the phone as we were talking, she's like, you are not right. I'm like, no, I'm not. I need to go to the emergency room. So being the kind person that she is, she offered to follow me, which was probably, I know it was a godsend. She did follow me. We made it to the hospital. We were in the emergency room for hours because y'all, August, 2021, Texas got hit really hard with COVID. I mean, it was almost like everybody had COVID. So that emergency room was full. We were waiting. 
My breath was getting more and more labored. My cough was getting worse. I was feeling horrible, like the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. I texted my kids. I'm like, hey, I mean, they knew I had COVID for Monday. But that day I was like, I'm in the emergency room. My oldest daughter was the closest one in proximity to me. So she came. My colleague got to go home and take care of her business. She was having her own issues that day um, that she needed to address. So thank God for her following the, you know, guiding of the Holy Spirit and staying with me. When Shelby came, the look on Shelby's face when she saw me, I knew I must have looked like I was at death's door because my daughter's not reactive. She's not emotional. And so I thought, wow, something is really, really wrong for this kid to be looking at me like this. Finally, 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 they called my number. I need to fill out my paperwork. I couldn't write. Shelby saw my hand shaking. She kind of put her hand over my hand and said, Mom, I've got it. So she filled out everything for me, turned it in. They took me back. As soon as they put that oxygen on me, guys, or in my nose, I was so relieved. Oh my gosh, I felt so much better instantly. And even Shelby could see it. She was like, Mama, you like that, don't you? You feel better. I'm like, yes, this is what I've needed. I needed oxygen. I didn't realize how low my oxygen level was. That's why I couldn't think. That's why I couldn't talk. That's why I couldn't write. That's why I couldn't walk. So anyway, it's time for me. It's time for them to put me in a room in an emergency room, not a regular hospital room. And they tell Shelby, you know, you have to go now. You can't go past this point with your mom. And so she leaves. I tell her goodbye. Um, I watch her walk to the door. She stops. She turns around. She looks at me, y'all. It was like she was taking a snapshot of me, a picture in her mind, because she thought maybe she'd never see me again. That hit hard. That hit hard. I thought, oh my gosh, am I going to die in here? Because up to that point, I really didn't, I, that thought never crossed my mind about dying, being intubated, intubated, none of it until that moment. I get in the emergency room. The emergency room doctor comes to see me. He starts asking me questions. And y'all, I've been in the hospital before. I've had two kids by natural childbirth. I've had colonoscopies. I've had a mini stroke, a TIA. This doctor says to me, when it's time to intubate you and you stop breathing on your own, do we have permission to do that? When your heart stops, do we have permission to try to resuscitate you because you know we're going to break your ribs? I was like, where is the bedside manner? <laughs> and he goes on, are you aware that you have kidney failure? Because at this point, they had drawn my blood. COVID did that. I've never had kidney failure, and I don't have it now. That was all COVID. I'm telling you, COVID did a number on my body. Long story short, I was in there for a week. To this day, I feel like, and my daughters also feel like, that they let me go too early. However, since I wasn't at death's door anymore, and other people were, I understand they needed to let me go. So I'm in there for a week, y'all. It's rough. You can't have family and friends come and see you. I was so weak, I couldn't lift the phone when it would ring. So my daughters would wind up calling the nursing station, wondering if I was dead or not because I wasn't answering my cell phone. Oh my gosh, it was just crazy. 
I know angels were with me. I felt them touch me on several occasions and nobody was in the room. My main doctor, my main nurse, the Lord let them see something that made them treat me in such a way. And I'm not saying I'm special, but they were determined that I was going to go home. I heard that out of their mouths. Them speaking to other colleagues saying, no, don't do that. She needs to go home. This woman has to go home. I heard that several times and they didn't even know I heard them because they probably thought I was asleep and my eyes were just closed and I was probably just praying. So I know God was with, with me. Um, there was a point though where I could feel myself slipping away. I don't know how to describe that to you other than I felt like I was going to die. And I was crying, 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 crying. And all I could say was Jesus over and over and over again. And finally, when I stopped crying, I said, you know what, Lord, if it's time for me to go, I'll go. I'm happy to go to heaven. You've given me a glimpse of that before. I'm happy to go. Just please, please, please take care of my girls. And I was thinking, should I call and tell them? You know, I mean, what should I say? Because I, I really felt like I was dying. After I prayed that prayer, it was the next day that my oxygen levels went up just a little bit. And my doctor was super happy to see that, that I could breathe without so much assistance. Whatever number they had it on, you know, it was reduced. And so he said, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to get you out of here in a couple of days. And I was thinking, no way. I was still completely weak. And when I say weak, I mean couldn't even pull myself up in the bed. Nurses were having to move me. They were having to help me walk to the bathroom. I'm telling you, this is the weakest I've ever been in my life. And I'm a strong girl. I am a big, tall, strong girl. Okay. I am built for tough and COVID kicked my butt. The, my core, my core strength gone. Just my whole body was like jello. I, I mean, I had no control over anything. I get to go home. They wheel me out. I've got on my hospital gown. I am attached to an oxygen tank. People are clapping, y'all, that I made it out. I've seen that in the movies. I've seen that scene on TV where people are cheering. I've never experienced that. I was in tears because I made it out. The Lord let me live. I heard code blue all day, all night, all seven days that I was in there. It was the scariest experience of my life. And I'm not, you know, a fearful person anymore like I was when I was younger. Why am I telling you this? Because I'm blessed to be here. And because I'm here, I have to share my testimony and the goodness of God. And, you know, I kept asking myself, why me? Why did I get to go and leave and live? And all these other people around me were dying. Why does God choose to heal some people and not others? And so let me try to bring some light to that. Yes, God can heal. And yes, he is a compassionate God. He desires to act with kindness and gentleness towards us. And a lot of times death is, is on us. Like we don't eat right. We don't take care of ourselves. We're morbidly obese and yet we won't try to lose weight. Uh, we keep smoking and the doctor tells us, you know, it's going to cause heart failure. Sometimes there's, there are things in our control 
that cause us to have premature deaths. God heals to demonstrate his power and to perform works in this world. He often heals because people are watching and they need encouragement. There's going to be a testimony. Paul's faith was tested and strengthened when he was required to persevere through the trial of not being healed. God inhabits the praises of his people, so keep praising him. All I did, y'all, that whole time in the hospital was pray and try to, you know, sing songs in my head because I was too weak to sing or even speak. I couldn't speak without, without coughing just nonstop. It was insane. God has the final say. And on that day, on August 24th, 2021, when I was released from the hospital, he said that I would live and that I would not die. Not that day. Not in that way. I was in the arms of Jesus. He heard my cries, but he let me live. And because he let me live, I will forever sing his praises and spread the gospel. He didn't have to do it, but he did. There is nothing our God can't do. Sometimes our healing is on this side of heaven and sometimes it's on the other. Uh, when my mom was dying from uh, cancer, I knew at some point that she wasn't going to make it. I just knew. And you know, but God showed me her healed in heaven. So the healing sometimes is on the other side. And I've learned not to worry about the why anymore, why he let me live. I just have to keep the faith and the focus on Jesus. I just have to keep my focus on him. We achieve victory in every area, area of our lives through faith. You know, the Bible talks a lot about suffering, but usually when it's talking about suffering, it's not talking about physical illness or disease. It's talking about emotional suffering, the physical persecution because of our faith. So why would a loving God allow sickness and death? Well, it's important for us to talk about or realize that illness was not in God's original design. If you read Genesis 1, 27 through 31, when Adam and Eve used their free will to make the choice to sin in the Garden of Eden, decay was allowed to enter the picture. And you can read that in Genesis 3, 14 through 20. No matter whether it is a natural result of a sinful world or if God allows us to be sick or the enemy makes us sick, we can rest assured that God will use any illness to achieve his perfect purpose purpose and will and glory, his glory for our lives. We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Oftentimes, sickness is allowed for testament of God's glory. Read Acts 28, 7 through 10. You know, the story of Job is the perfect example of that. God allowed a lot of things to happen by Satan's hand, but he told him he can't kill him. And, and Job praised God until the end. And so God restored to Job twice as much as he had lost. And you can read all about Job in the book of Job. So I just wanted to share my experience. And it's been an exercise in faith and humility because ever since I've been released from the hospital, I have what the doctors call long haulers. I have all of these strange, unusual symptoms that they can't really 
attribute to anything else other than post-COVID symptoms. It's been a rough year, but I've made it. I had to quit my job because of um, basically being physically disabled. At one point, I wasn't able to walk very well, and so I've had a walker. The breathing is much better, but the brain fog is still really bad. I still get the extreme fatigue every once in a while. My joint pain is, is unbearable some days. And yet I'm still going to praise the Lord because he allowed me to live. He gave me another chance to spread the gospel. He gave me another chance. I'm not the first person with COVID and I won't be the last. I'm not the first person with a disease or a life-altering situation, and I won't be the last. And even though I could not trace the hand of God and what he was doing, he had me. He has the great COVID eraser. He has the cancer eraser. He has the diabetes eraser. He has the mental health eraser. His hand guides our lives if we are his, and we belong to him and we're under lordship. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Life, health, relationships, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to witness to God's supreme reign as my father and who he is. I'm praying for all of you who have lost loved ones, friends, and coworkers to COVID, cancer, whatever it is. Please remember to lift up medical teams. Oh my gosh. The majority of them are angels. These people <laughs> deserve the Medal of Honor. They work so hard, but don't lose faith in God, no matter what's happening. And if he doesn't answer your prayer for someone to live, please don't lose your faith in God. You may never know why he allows things to happen, but you can be assured that there is a purpose. You can read Psalms 119, 67 to 77. God would not allow our suffering for no reason. He's always good, even when he allows us to feel physical pain. Death, the ultimate end of suffering, is also an act of God's pure goodness and mercy. Be comforted in the fact that if you're saved, that one day you'll be in heaven where there will be no more sickness. And God shall wipe away all our tears from our eyes. There will be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelations 21.4 I'm alive and I thank God for it. He answered my daughter's prayers. He answered my family and friends' prayers. He is so good, y'all. If you're living with a chronic illness, don't give in to your feelings. Don't give in to your pain. Yes, listen to the doctor's report, but keep trusting and focusing on Jesus. He's the master healer and he has the final say. God bless you. Bye, y'all.